0: Welcome to Sister Sister Live Show, where we have conversations that matter. Tune in every week as we bring in new guests to share their light. We want to reach everyone until everyone comes home. morning everybody happy saturday and welcome to the sister sister live show and i almost slurred those words i promise i am not drinking this early in the morning lord help us all we have a special treat for you we have the fantabulous the fantastic lm archer on the show how are you doing lena i'm doing good it's
1: early and, (laughs) and cold but i'm doing good other than that
0: that yeah you know what i walked outside to take my little dogs out and it is definitely cold out um, here in the great country of texas as i like to call it i know not everyone feels the way i do but you know i have to uh, enjoy calling it the great country of texas but you're right it is uh, definitely cold out
1: i'm ready for spring
0: You know, we've got all these kids down here on spring break and I'm going, I don't know how they are handling it. Like they're running around in shorts and bathing suits. And I'm like, this ain't the spring break I'm used to when I was a kid. So guys, let me let me do a quick introduction. LM Archer, uh, she also goes by Lena. But let me do a quick introduction because I know a little bit more about her than our viewers do and I want to make sure that our viewers get a little insight and then we're going to hand it over to to Lena to give us some more information because this is going to be it's going to be a great day. There's so much that more that I want to learn about Lena and about her work. So guys, Lena is an author who likes to write about dark romance and tackles mental health issues in her books. Uh, she grew up in West Virginia, puts and she put herself through college. She earned two, not one, but two bachelor's degrees, one in religious studies and one in anthropology. But that wasn't where she would stop. She went on to earn her master's degree in public administration, even though she doesn't look like She's old enough to earn a master's degree. We had this conversation before the show actually started. Uh, we were talking about makeup and my daughter, and she was like, well, I'm not 18. I was like, well, you look like you're you're closer to 18 than you are, so, like, someone at my age that <laughs> that looks like we would have, like, master's and stuff like that. But she went on, and she earned her master's degree in public administration. Lena utilizes her platform as an author to express her feelings, her innermost thoughts, and bring out out real world scenarios that the world needs to hear. And that's really interesting. uh, Right there because a lot of people will use their platform kind of like an escape from real world issues. But what you do is you utilize your platform to bring real world issues for people to hear and and stop hiding from. Uh, Can you tell us more about your work and, and what what you do with that work?
1: Well, um, <clears throat> for the most part, with my books, I write uh, male-loving male or male-male gay romance novels. And most people think, oh, that's probably just like, you know, focuses on the smut and blah, blah, blah. And that's definitely not what I, I try not to do that. Um, I really want people to realize that there are a lot of issues and hardships that gay people go through. Some just you know, struggle with their sexuality their entire life and admitting that and finding who they are in with that. And then some, there's a lot of, especially in the South, which I'm sure you realize now at the center in Texas, <laughs> depending on spaces, places in Texas. But um, in the South, there are a lot of like bigoted people uh, who feel that being gay is wrong, inherently wrong against God Um, It is, you know, just the devil. It is a choice that people make. And um, I grew up with that mentality. Um, My family has that mentality. And I want to highlight the issues with that mentality within my writing. Um, So my series is actually set to be released. uh, The first book in the series is being released on Tuesday. Um, The first one is called Born in Sickness. And it follows a gay couple, um, young gay couple in the South, um, and one really struggles with his religion and how his sexuality aligns with that. Um, And then the other one, he struggles with mental health issues, and a lot of them came from issues that he had with his religion as well. um, Mm -hmm. Because a lot of it, and, I, and then I go back to, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why do you write such sad things or dark things? And for me, like, and if you aren't willing to highlight the darkness in the world, it will stay in the dark. Yeah. So that's really my goal is to show people the flaws in their way of thinking and force them to think critically about the world we live in and the stuff that they believe
0: You know, I commend you for doing that because there's it's definitely needed in the world that we live in. So growing up, you said that you actually had that mentality because it was something that you you were raised in a mentality where it wasn't accepted to be. To be gay or homosexual whatever that um the correct way of saying that and forgive me if i say it the in the wrong way and one thing i did not you know ask you before going on and there's still a lot of things that i'm not familiar with when it comes to different demographics and i'm learning uh, um uh, pronouns do you have specific pronouns that you go by
1: um i go by she and her or uh, i'm okay with they and them as well Uh, don't go by he, him, uh, or any other ones. Uh, there are all kinds. Uh, but thank mm-hmm. you for asking that. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming you go by she, her, but I'm, I don't want to assume. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, I do. Thank you very much. Yeah, there, you know, and a lot of people aren't open to even asking that question because they automatically assume what they see is what you know, if you look like a girl, then you're a girl. If you look like, you know, and and a lot of times, you know, I I was raised, you know, what you see is what you get kind of way. Um and, and I'm having to change my mentality when when my daughter came out to me as um bisexual and she told me that she, you know, she She was very confused about a lot of things and I had to learn because I had never been around uh, that community before. I mean, I had had friends that were um, lesbian or, or gay and I there was a lot of things I didn't know and I never took the time to understand. Right. So tell me more about growing up in that environment, yet knowing that you had different feelings on the subject internally.
1: Well, <clears throat> I mean, for the longest time, I let my parents brainwash me in that way. <laughs> like, I didn't necessarily. For me, I've always been, I, I've always kind of, you know, like I like I've said before, like walked to the beat of my own drum. My my parents always said that I was the weird one. That that's just Lena is fine. That's who she. That's what you know. And I got labeled that very early on. Um, so. I I don't remember exactly. I think it was just like, I was one of those people that was just like, I don't understand like why you hate someone for being who they are. (laughs) Like, I don't know why this is wrong. And um, I went, when I got into high school, I had a friend who came out to me as gay. And that was a big deal for where in our high school, because like, he would, uh, people thought he was gay. So like, he would always get picked on and stuff. And, um, it's just that mentality of like, I was like, why do people hate him just because he likes guys? Like, I don't under, like, I just never understood it. Um, but it took me a while to come to terms with my sexuality, um, uh, as a bisexual woman. Um, like, it really took several years before I was able to admit it. And I actually, in my first book, Cool for the Summer, I don't know if you guys can see it, um, it's about a guy who comes in terms with his sexuality. And his journey kind of mirrors my own a little bit in that way. Um, it took years and for him, it took a summer. Uh, but I, um, It was one of those, it's one of those things that like, like you get told something your entire life and you kind of have to rewire your brain and relearn. And I really commend you for being okay with your daughter for coming out. Uh, my parents or my mom, my dad's passed away a few years ago. Um, they, i never, I've never really come out to them. I've hinted a little bit, but I've never really actually said, yeah, mom, I, I like women <laughs> Like I've never, I've yeah. never, said that. I think deep down, maybe she knows, but she loves blissful ignorance. <laughs> and my family is the kind of family that basically like one time I just said on Facebook that I supported gay marriage. That's all I said. I literally, and this was before gay marriage became a thing like, and legal and all this other stuff. I just said, I support gay marriage. And my cousin decided to call everybody in the family and tell them that I came out as gay. Like that's the kind of mentality that my, my family has uh, when it comes to this. And that is just an entire culture um, living in Appalachia or in the South. It is just, it's that culture of, and it's becoming more accepted for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not as accepted as it should be. And people, you know, every day get kicked out of their house and get disowned um, for loving,
0: someone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I remember the exact night that she came to me because it was, it was, it was huge for her to be able to talk to me. I was laying in bed, me and her, my husband and my son had left Germany early to move back to the States to get ready for my retirement because I was active duty Air Force at the time. And me and her had left Germany and moved to another place in Texas to finish out. I had like nine months left in the military. She never left my side. I mean, there was, I was like, yeah, you can't take her. You take my son and you guys get set <laughs> up, you know, the. and then me and her, cause that was my girl. And she come into my room and she sat on the side of my bed and she goes, mom, I need to talk to you about something. And I was like, okay. And she sat there for the longest time and she was just twiddling her thumbs. And I was like, it's okay. Whatever, you know, what, what's going on? And, you know, and about 15 minutes later, she finally goes, mom, I'm bi. I said, what? Cause I, I couldn't hear her. yeah, And I didn't know what she was. She goes, I'm bisexual. I said, okay. Is that it?
1: <laughs> Is that what you're so worried
0: about? Yeah, and and she says yeah, and I was like, okay, well, that's okay then. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. you like who you like. There's no big deal. I mean, what you know, and and I was like, why are you so nervous? She was like, why well, didn't know how you would act? And I said, well, honey, I, it's not a big deal. I've always told you that I love you, and I mean, that's just, that's just life, you know, you don't pick what you like, you just do what you do, you know, and, yeah. um, and, it, you know, we had um, on our show a few months ago, we had a um, an individual, um, they and them, I kept calling him he, uh, <laughs> but um, Alexander Martin came on and he was talking about the the way individuals and in, uh, he's up in, are, they are up in um, the Midwest in rural communities kind of out there in the middle, you know, smaller towns and stuff, where the mentality mentality is like that of the South as well. And and how growing up in a rural community basically has the same issues as the southern communities have as well. And how they basically had to go through some of the same exact things that that you you were talking about as well. Um, And I think for people like myself, who Never dealt with those issues. We, we don't notice that they're there. Yeah, because we don't deal with them.
1: And that's why I decided to write here. I have, I have the first book right here. It's a proof copy though. But and
0: I love, love that color. I was yeah, covered.
1: It's beautiful. I'm, so, I'm yeah. so. Proud of the people who like made it for me. Oh my god, I cried the first time I saw it. So. um that was one of the reasons why I, I write these books in the way that I do, because some people are ignorant to it. And that's fine. Like, it's not your fault that, you know, you grew up in a more accepting environment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I can't tell you, I mean, so many people will be like, oh my God, I didn't even realize this was a thing. Um, thank you for bringing light to it and things like that. And it's just like, it's again, not your fault, but like I, as a writer, force you to live the life of someone who's going through these things, mm-hmm. in their thought process, when they're being told by a preacher or whoever that, you know, they're sick and God needs to heal them. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though like, you know, that it happens now, or maybe yeah. you knew it happened uh, in my book. You get to experience it as someone who's gay or someone who is bisexual or someone who mm-hmm. is on, somewhere in the lgbtq plus community um and that's a big reason because you can know it from tv or maybe you know you saw it on tv and you're like oh that can't be real that has to be fabricated you know or whatever but for me like everything i write in my books aren't fabricated there are real life scenarios that happen to real people and at the end of the day, these people cannot switch, skip the chapter. They can't turn the page. They can't close the book. They have to live it. They have to go through it. And they either have to survive or they have to die in it. And it is the reality of their situation, as sad as it is. So if I can use my platform to bring light to that, that's what I'm going to do.
0: Yeah. I, I love, I'm, I love love that you're doing that. And it's because of people, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, white girl, I'm naturally a redhead, obviously, tell by my roots, but I love being blonde. (laughs) But uh, Midwest, white, female straight. I didn't see the racism against other colors. I didn't see the, I guess you would call it homophobic Mm -hmm. mentality because I didn't have to deal with it so I never dealt with it so I didn't understand it Mm -hmm. so you're right because I was ignorant to it the unknowing so when when I joined the military and I and I would talk to people who had dealt with racism or I talked or you know I had some close friends that came out to me when it still wasn't okay to be gay in the military And to me, when they told me, I had a friend, she told me, she says, "Um, I'm a lesbian. I was like, okay, can you pass me my beer now? Like, (laughs) you know, to her, it was a big deal. But to me, it was never a big deal. Um, But I was, because I was ignorant to it, I kind of was like, what's the big deal? You know, and I I probably should have been more sensitive to her feelings for coming out to me the way she did in an environment that it was illegal to be Mm -hmm. gay in the military. Um, So what your books are doing for people is allowing them that allowing those of us who don't understand what it's like to start to feel and start to understand so that we can be more sensitive to what people are going through to understand what people are going through so that one because I have a huge problem with this I have this disease called foot and mouth I Mm -hmm. do it so often without even knowing and for a lot of people they're like I'm not dealing with you because you're not even willing to understand I'm like I am willing to understand I just don't know how Mm -hmm. you know and and that's not an excuse right the excuse what what we should do in the world is we should seek out that knowledge not always wait for someone to teach us
1: That's what I like to do. I like to seek out knowledge. I'm a, I'm a huge, um, advocate for education. I think the more educated you are, typically the more open-minded and accepting you are. Um, I do, there are studies that actually show that. I don't have them on hand. I don't, can't quote them or anything. Um, but I feel like the more educated you get and the more culturally diverse you are. So, you know, I, I grew up on this little like holler, like in the middle of nowhere. And um, even though, like, I grew up around racism, I grew up around homophobia. I grew up around hate toward anyone who's different. Um, my father was racist. I love him, but you know, he was he was racist. And he, as he got older, and as and with my same with my mom, as they've gotten as they got older, and they have me as a daughter, <laughs> I would like I slowly started like changing their views on a lot of things um, like I was really proud of my mom a few like about a year ago I saw her and I was wearing a y'all means all shirt and y'all was in a rainbow and my mom was like oh I like your shirt and I was like do you know what it means <laughs> and she said yeah and I was like okay well what does it mean mom and she was like it means gay people and I was like I was like, "And you like it? Are you sure you like it?" She's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "It's not. It's. It. They're okay. It's not a choice." And I was just like, "I don't agree with them, but they're okay." And I was like, "That's not the best answer, but it's above <laughs> ten years ago <laughs> when you yeah. try to tell me that I was going to marry my gay best friend, and he was going through a phase. Like it's leaps and bounds above that. <laughs> so, um, it's just it. So I grew up around all that, and then when I got to college and I started meeting more you know, people of color and more um, people in the LGBTQ community and people that, and like actually admitting to myself that I'm a part of that community as well. Um, I think it just really helped broaden my horizons and um, things of that nature. Because I just feel like the more educated you are as a society, the further you can go and move.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. There's, there's so much, out there that people could educate themselves with you know when it's not like you have to go out and find as people would say a gbf you know you don't have to go find your gay best friend and 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 find those and ask those questions what you can do is you can read
1: yeah you know books exist uh youtube exists um i i think i like to. i do like to educate people um specifically like on the topic of religion in a lot of ways and the religion that they believe in Um, but I I'm not by any means an expert and you know your gay best friend isn't by any means an expert they people as humans go from the perspective of themselves so a lot of people have trouble looking at the role from a different perspective but as a writer you have to do that because you're looking at the world from your character's perspective So I think that, um, you know, forcing them to see these other perspectives and hear them is a good thing. Uh, So even if you do have a gay best friend, maybe your gay best friend, you know, just because they're gay doesn't mean that they support trans people, as terrible as that is. (laughs) So you kind of have to, you know, keep that in mind. Just because you have a gay best friend doesn't mean that they're going to be 100% knowledgeable on the subject of homosexuality. And maybe they grew up in a household like you where they they were never really repressed for being gay in their household so maybe they don't quite understand the homeless youth the thousands and thousands of homeless youth that we have that are gay so you know maybe they don't understand that perspective um i know that if i would have came out to my parents when i was you know 16 17 18 whatever they probably would have kicked me out or they would have Take me to a preacher or something to get the demon out of me, uh, <laughs> so, uh, as sad as that is. And that's something that I really touch on um, in the Take Me to Church series uh, later on. I don't want to ruin anything for you because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> books. Um, but I do touch on that being gay is a sin. It's an abomination and that mentality that's in the South, that still exists in the South, because people are like, oh, that doesn't exist anymore, that was 10 years ago, that was 20 years ago, no, 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 it's still around, it's still there, just do some research, open up a book, open up Google, do whatever you want to do with that, but I'm telling you, it still exists.
0: Yeah, it's it's very prominent in a lot of places, my son, he's 20, and when he was younger, we had somebody tell him um, in the church that gay was a sin and it led to a lot of years and he's straight, but a lot of years of him questioning and wondering if he was gay because he didn't understand what gay and straight was because he was very young when yeah. they told him that. So he didn't know. Yeah. And I was furious. And so he
1: just it, got scared for no reason. He got so scared any
0: anyway, but and, and because when he learned what the difference between gay and straight was he didn't agree with it and he he almost downright refuses to go to church because of it so i think a lot of times because what people the the the, the teachings in church that are non-accepting of certain demographics it leads a lot of people not to go to church yeah. Um, and it led me not to go to church for many years, and I still don't go into the institution of a church, and I don't conform to the institution of religion. I'm spiritual, but not religious. For me, yeah. I'm, I'm completely, I, I have my own thing, and I, I, you know, I wear my rosary, but there's a, there's a reason behind a, behind it. I'm not Catholic, but there's a reason behind this particular rosary. Um, I think that you have to find what you believe in. I think that you have to, you know, answer to your higher being, whatever it may be, and follow your path and and your beliefs. Um, So let me ask you this, Lena, um, blowback and, and things like that. Have you had any negative negativity that has come from writing in this particular genre. I actually have your cool for the summer book downloaded on my to read before you come on the author's porch. Uh, so for me, I, I will have that read before you come on the author's porch. And I'm quite excited to read it because there's a lot of education that I need to learn about certain subjects. But as far as negativity for writing in this particular genre, have you had any?
1: Um. Not really. So Cool for the Summer is pretty lighthearted as far as books go. It was my first one and I was kind of, it was my first book that I ever wrote in general. Like it wasn't even the first one I published. It was the first one I wrote and then published. So it's lighthearted. It's almost more of a rom-com in a lot of ways with a touch of angst that's thrown in. Um, It does follow uh, Gabriel and Xander. Um, Gabriel is straight until he meets Xander. And then he starts like questioning everything. And so it really, he really struggles with his sexuality. And the whole, the reason why it's called cool for the summer is because the whole thing um, revolves around a summer that he spends with Xander, like exploring his sexuality. But in the entire time he's like, yeah, it's just for the summer. Cause it's like for, he's uh, they're at college and his friends are all gone. So he's like, when they come back, I'll just go back to girls and I'll be fine. And then- <laughs> me that's what I have to do and Xander you know he really falls for him and it's that you know the trope of falling for a straight boy but you know there's a happy ending there's always a happy ending in my books as far as uh born and sickness goes in the take new church series it hasn't officially come out but I'm expecting backlash to be honest um as far as arc readers go I haven't really gotten a lot of like most of them have just been like I can't believe this is real, like, <laughs> and okay. the first two books in the Take Me to Church series are relatively light-hearted. Um, they hint at what's to come, uh, but they're, you know, it's a slow burn. It's, um, it's kind of that calm before the storm, um, so I'm expecting Backlash, to be honest. Um, I've tried to tag it in the way, like, on Amazon, and I also included uh Like trigger warnings and stuff, content warnings. Uh, So I try to tag it in the way that, like, if you're religious, you might not want to read it because (laughs) it there's a lot of theological discussions in it uh, between Harlan and Luca, the main characters. Um, Luca is religious and Harlan is an atheist. Um, So there's a lot of theological discussion that happens between them, Mm -hmm. um, which I know can offend some Christians, Uh, but. The way I see it is, I was never dishonest in my discussions. I try to remain as unbiased as possible, to be quite frank. Um, but <clears throat> they are there is a lot of things that Christians might not know about their own religion in it. Like there's a like I mean, I'm trying to think of without spoiling it. <laughs> one, <laughs> hard part uh because there's conversations throughout the whole thing and the first one's going to be out on Tuesday so we can talk like I can tell you about the conversation in the first one but I'm afraid that like I'm going to tell you about a conversation in the third one <laughs> or
0: something okay like so we're going to put it as there's there's these deep deep theological conversations between Christians and atheists some people <laughs> may get offended but if you dig deep Deep and actually pay attention. There may be some revelations that you don't even know about. If
1: you just Google <laughs> the stuff, like if you just Google what I'm saying, yeah. Uh, here, there's here's one example. They discuss uh, certain books that are that were found with the Bible that are non-canonical. So what that means is the church at some point decided that these books belong in the Bible and these ones don't. And there's not really like a a particular reason, well, if you read the book that's not in the Bible, then there's a reason behind it. But one of them, um, I think it's the book of Thomas, I do believe, was found with um, the Dead Sea Scrolls, which are really important to Christians and in the, the in Christianity as a whole, the Dead Sea Scrolls, everyone knows about those. So this book was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls, but it wasn't included in the Bible. And you're Ooh. like, hmm. so, <laughs> Um, And if you read the book of Thomas, you'll probably figure it out because Jesus is a child in it. So he's uh, like eight or nine. He's a child. And he pushes a a kid off a building to prove that he can bring it back to life. Then he accidentally kills somebody in in like the square of the town. And when everybody starts to freak out, he makes them all go blind so yeah (laughs) yeah you're shocked (laughs) this is a real book that was found in the dead sea scrolls it's called the book of thomas you can google it you can read it for yourself um there is also it also talks about alludes to jesus having uh, siblings so it's pretty clear as to why the catholic church decided not to put this in the bible but so many christians don't know it exists And that's the point of this whole series is talking about these things that may make Christians uncomfortable, but it's facts. I'm presenting that uh, like false information. I'm not filling your head with garbage. It is facts. It is a factual thing that the book of Thomas exists. It was found with the Dead Sea Scroll and you can read it online. And this is what's in it. (laughs) And that's one of the conversations that they have um, in Born in Sickness specifically. I remember that one being in there. Um, and then it follows them throughout the year until they get to college. Um, and there's all kinds of other theological discussions in there, as well as a lot of um, really dark aspects of humanity.
0: I am so intrigued. When does this book come out? <laughs> it
1: comes out Tuesday. The first one comes out Tuesday. You can order pre-order the um, first one online on Kindle if you want to do it on Kindle instead of a paperback. It's called Board and Sickness. LM Archer. It's right there. It looks gorgeous. It's so pretty. <laughs> and there are four in the series. The Take Me to Church series is what it's called.
0: Take Me to Church series. That's going to be on my Kindle. I'm pre-ordering.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That makes me so happy. I'm an indie author, so I'm trying to get my name out there.
0: i you know, being an indie author is so freaking hard. You've got yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, you literally have to live and breathe this stuff. I definitely understand. Um, And and for those who don't know what an indie author is, you basically do everything yourself. (laughs) There's not this big company doing it for you. You are doing everything, advertising, marketing, writing, figuring out your editor, your cover designer. I mean, everything. I
1: am incredibly lucky that I had friends that were able to do a lot of that that helped me with that. I'm not a visually creative person. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're so creative. You write poetry and you write, you know, these whole books and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, but that doesn't mean I'm visually creative. I'm not a visually creative person. And like my makeup stuff, most of that, I get like ideas from um, YouTube or I'll like text one of my my friends randomly and be like, give me three colors. <laughs> and I'll do that <laughs> it just doesn't work. So I, um, uh, one of this girl who I know is just like can I you know let me try to draw your your cover for you and I was like okay let's see what you got and I had the ideas of the covers in my head and um, she drew the first one and I like almost cried I was like oh my god this is beautiful this is exactly what I wanted and this her friend was like I can probably work with it on photoshop and really make a beautiful cover for you and I was like yes thank you and then I have friends who have made it for me and then I have alphas and then I have another friend who's a good editor so it's like yeah you do it all yourself you market yourself you have to find a readership yourself you run your own website like my website is oh that was a long <laughs> process and it probably still isn't that great but I'm proud of it
0: <laughs> well I looked at it before coming on here to make sure I had all the right information and I think it's gorgeous so you're oh, you. yeah That's you have local. a great website it's LM Archer official
1: right yeah LMArcherOfficial.com. Um, I taught myself YouTube videos lots of hours spent with WordPress people to like help me figure it out um, so yeah I it's been a it's been a long hard year uh, since I started this journey and I've been writing for a while now but um, I just decided to publish because I really want to make this like an actual career and not just uh, A hobby for now.
0: (laughs) Now are you writing full-time or are you working and writing?
1: I work full-time and I write. Um, So I write on weekends and when I'm off of work sometimes during my lunch break (laughs) um, I obviously try not I do not write at work uh, but I I write every moment I get in my spare time Mm -hmm. or I'll edit as much as I can. Um, Like I'm editing Well, no, I'm not, I'm not editing. I'm going through edits of the first book. Um, So like my betas, uh, Linda and Dana, they're like my moms. They're my best friends. I love them to death. So shout out if they're watching. Uh, (laughs) um, Linda and Dana go through it first and do a first round of edits together. And then I go in behind them, look at their edits, do my own edits, add stuff. Like um, I might add a scene or you know, maybe I just think this sentence is too wordy. I'm over explaining things of that nature. And then I have another friend, um, Mindy, who goes in after me and sometimes another girl named Sarah, uh, who go in after me and do their own edits. And then I go back to theirs and <laughs> accept or deny. So it's it's a, it's a long process for, you know, these long books. I mean, um, Cool for the Summer is like 115,000 words, I think. So um, Born in Sickness is much mm-hmm. sure. It hits about 67, but the rest in the series are about 110 to 115,000 words. Um, so it it is a long process, especially when you're trying to uh read it from the perspective of a critical eye and yeah. not lost in the story. And even and I've read, I mean, I wrote it, I've read it a thousand times, so it's much harder for me to edit because the more you read something, the harder it is to edit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can you can pay for all these services like you can um, on Fiverr. I know you can pay for cover designers stuff like that. I had a very limited budget so I've been working with what I have available to me and I'm so thankful to the ladies and friends that I have (laughs) that have helped me a lot in this journey of mine.
0: Yeah, as an indie author, your support network is your lifeline. And I definitely, definitely love my lifeline. I'm a short story girl. I have no idea how you get 67,000 words in one book because I'm like, okay, the story's over. I'm done with that one. Let's move yeah. on to another one.
1: <laughs> I, have, um, I have a few novellas that I, I either have written or one I have one published. It's a Christmas one uh, or a holiday one, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's called All Wrapped Up. It's my own and on the Kindle store. Um, It's really cute and just funny and ridiculous. It's about um, this boy, these two guys who were paired for each other's Secret Santa gift exchange for their university, and one just is not into it, and the other one is like, (laughs) And they don't know each other. They've never met. Um, They just have a number assigned to their case, and So the one guy, he, his answer. So they have to do a survey at the beginning and his, and the one that's answers is like really long and long winded and wordy. And the other one's like football, (laughs) like blue, (laughs) like whatever, like one word answers. So it's kind of funny, like they're dynamic in that way. And then they are sending gifts to each other throughout the week. And then at the end of the week, they have a holiday party, which they exchange a big gift. And, um, like, the one feels really bad because he gives the, 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 his guy, I think, uh, Nate is the one that's not, like, into it, and uh, mm-hmm. gives, uh, Roman, um, uh, a, like, avocado <laughs> and water, <laughs> and Nate feels so bad for doing that because his, the gift he got from Roman was just, like, so much nicer, <laughs> and, oh. like, out so he, like, re-approaches things and then they kind of fall in love about the end of it um and so yeah i have a few novellas in there as well like for short stories i'll probably publish more i have another i have two halloween stories that i i could probably like polish that are both shorter um so yeah i i I write a lot and i write random things and but like i'm currently writing a trilogy a mafia trilogy um so that one's been fun because there's a lot of like i, I did my normal lena thing and i i made it a lesson on morality um and because you know a lot of mafia is not a moral <laughs> thing so i think it's kind of interesting <laughs> the perspective of someone who is in a criminal organization um and why they might feel that they're justified in that way so um Yeah, I have a mafia trilogy. I'm writing the the final one of that. No idea when it'll be out. It'll definitely not be out until after boarding sickness and the rest of the Take Me to Church series is released. But.
0: Wow, you you are a whole boss when it comes to writing. I love that. I love that, you know, you're not letting anything slow you down. We, even though you've got to work a full-time job. Hopefully these books will be the catalyst that stops all that and gets you well onto your writing journey. If you had if you had one piece of advice, whether it be about writing, whether it be about um you know, your life struggles and other people's life struggles, morality, religion, one piece of advice that is just ringing true to your heart that you could give to people in the world, what would be that piece of advice?
1: Ooh, probably something along the lines of you're not a piece of shit, just do it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Love it.
1: Struggle with self-confidence. Uh, a lot of people think I'm a confident person if they meet me, and uh, I'm a fake it till you make it kind of person. Uh, but my friends, Linda and Dana, can tell you at least ten times a day, I'm like, "Oh my God, this is shit. Why am I writing this?" Um, so I actually stopped writing for several years because I just thought I was awful at it. Like I just, I just was like, "I'm, I'm really bad at this. Why am I doing like, this is just ridiculous. Like this is awful." <laughs> Um, I wrote like I did I used to write like little stories when I was really young and then I wrote poetry for a while and then I literally stopped for like mm, I would say like five to seven years of just only concentrating on academic stuff and then I got back into it because I made it my new year's resolution to write more do more creative writing a few years ago and I haven't stopped since then but just like everybody has a little like demon inside their head that tells them that they're Shit, that they're nothing, that they will never succeed. So it's just a one learn to define the success as a way of as it being more uh, fluid. Success is different for everybody. There is no definition for it. And success doesn't need a definition. You can redefine it, de- redefine it every day, every moment. Um, so my definition of success five years ago was to get a PhD. My definition of success right now is to try to be an indie author full time. So, like, do I not? Does that mean I don't want to get a PhD anymore? Not necessarily. I wouldn't mind. I love learning. Um, But I have redefined it based on what I found that I love. So, learning that success isn't measurable is just so important, as well as learning that you have everybody has this little demon in their head that's like tells them that they're worthless and don't listen to that bitch (laughs) just don't do it (laughs) it's okay to listen to it for a day maybe a moment it's okay to argue with it just don't listen to it forever because if you do then you'll never um you'll never do what you want
0: yeah don't let her stop you that's for sure i love that do you have any shout outs you want to give to anyone special that has helped you along your path and really stood by you to create these wonderful works of art that we are about to literally divulge
1: <laughs> um linda and dana are my rocks in all of this uh they're like fucking saints <laughs> like <laughs> just the two most lovely people um that you'll ever meet and they love me unconditionally like i will sometimes i'll lash out or i'll just be upset and they get so frustrated with me specifically when i'm like i'm stuck somewhere in a story because i always outline i'm an outliner through and through and sometimes i'm like oh my god there's a huge plot hole and i need to fix it it's bothering me and they'll like throw out ideas and i'm like nope don't like that nope don't like that. <laughs> And they're just so cool about it though, because they're just like we'll get there, and they just kind of keep me sane a lot. Uh, They're—I joke that they're like my moms. Um, they're just the most pure people ever. Um, and then I also just have like a, a good group of friends. Like I said, I have several people who you know edit for free. Uh, BB and Daria made um, my book cover uh, design, and they're making the rest for the Taking a Church series. Um, You know, I have lovely friends, Ashley, Morgan, and uh, Laura who, or Veronica, who are like my, like cheerleaders, (laughs) like they're, and Mel's, Mel's is also a cheerleader. Uh, They read it like after it's more polished and they're like, they keep me excited about what I'm writing and what I'm doing. And then uh, my husband and girlfriend, of course, uh, they're a big support system say, my husband's like, (sighs) Understands this is kind of what I want to do, and this is my goal. And he's been, you know, uh, been really amazing because at first I think he thought I was just joking around, and that's fine. <laughs> like, I think at first he was just like, oh, this is just her, hot. like, she's not going to do this. And then Cool for the Summer was published, and I started selling books, and he was like, <laughs> wow, maybe she's going to do this. So he's been incredibly supportive um, for the, especially over the past few months with uh, the Take Me to Church series and stuff. And I'm always getting um his advice. And then our our girlfriend, um, I'll get her advice uh quite a bit. And she's she doesn't even like to read, but she read Cool for the Summer because <laughs> she she loves me that way. And she bought Cool for the Summer. So her copy was the first one I had ever signed. Oh and she filmed it because I was just like, it was insane that I was signing a book. <laughs> like like what, what what the hell? <laughs> um so yeah, those are probably the people who are who are my support system currently. And then, um, there's a girl named Zoe who really, uh, during the foundation of take me to church series, when I was like first writing it a few years ago, um, she was kind of there from the beginning. Um, even though she hasn't really had much of a part in like the, the end part. Uh, but I do, you know, want to shout out to her as well. So those are the people I have, I have quite a few. I've built a lovely network of friends around myself, uh, that, I love unconditionally Um, I just we have a group chat and you know we all talk like Kat and Caroline all of them as well uh, who were just really excited about this this uh, journey for me.
0: I love. I love that you have such an amazing support system because so many indie authors and people in general just don't have that. And for you to have that is such a blessing. And I, I'm i glad that you have that around you because that's going to propel you to where you need to be yeah. in, in your journey. And it's going to keep you. Grounded to the to make sure that you continue this journey, continue telling the stories that matter, continue getting you out there and making sure that you're educating the world on what morality needs to hear. The, the yeah, that um, no longer need to be silent.
1: When I was first writing the Take Me to Church series, uh, they were like the people who really pushed me to start like publishing because they were like, more people need to hear this. People need to read this. This is so important. Um, It's it's politically charged in a lot of ways, like um, the main character, Luca, his dad, is very homophobic. Um, He is a Trump supporter. uh, So it kind of reflects, uh, and I'm not saying that all Trump supporters are homophobic at all, uh, but it reflects the political environment of the time um, that it was, you know, it's based in. There's also a lot of like socioeconomic status stuff in there too, um, because Harlan's family is very poor. Um, So that was something. I I write a lot on personal experience, but I think the reason why I like writing books instead of, because poetry, my poetry is very personal for me. Uh, And you'll get to read that some of the Take Me to Church series, but um, the thing about writing books is some of it's fabricated and some of it's personal experience and you guys won't know what it is. (laughs) about it it gives me that that buffer like okay well yeah some of this is personal experience but guess what guess which part of party is like what what's real and what's fabricated for the, the characters uh but there's always a piece of me in a character always um whether it's just like one little thing or uh like a whole host of things there's always a little piece of me in a character from different from a different aspect of my life so
0: That's awesome. I can't wait to read them. I'm going to make sure I go and pre-order right after this show. Um, I'll make sure that I have at least one of your books read before your appearance on the author's porch. We do have you scheduled for the author's porch, don't we? Okay. Um,
1: I think it's in April or May. I think it's May, May 3rd. Okay,
0: Good, good. I just want to make sure.
1: Reading Take Me to Church before that, or this one before that, because, um, I mean, that's the one I want to really talk about, I think, because it's I'm not, it's not that I'm not proud of Cool for the Summer. I am. Uh, but Cool for the Summer was a learning experience in all kinds of different ways. <laughs> um, so I think Take Me to the Take Me to Church series, I am incredibly proud of because literally a piece of my heart and soul <laughs> is in this book like blood, sweat, tears. I cried writing pieces of it. And I'm sure you'll cry reading pieces of it. Um, Like I said, it's very triggering in a lot of ways. There's a lot of triggering content in it. So if you are easily triggered, I recommend reading the content warning. It's on like page three or four. definitely recommend it because I um, give more trauma reminders in there. And that's trauma reminders for the entire series and not necessarily for that specific book, um, because I want people to to be warned. I don't want to throw anyone off guard because it does deal with a lot of very, very, very difficult and heavy subjects. So.
0: Awesome. So, how do people get a hold of you if they want to buy your books, Lena?
1: Well, I have a website, uh, lmarcherofficial.com. Um, and then I have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of them are at lmarcherbooks. Um, so, I am probably most active on Twitter. <laughs> as terrible as that is. Uh, but I, I'm also pretty active on Instagram and then Facebook um, as well. Um, So any of those methods, I, on my website, there's a contact form so they can um, fill that out and send me an email. My email is also on my website. Um, I know I deal with a lot of triggering issues. So I'll try to keep, I'm trying to keep my um, DMs and personal messages open to the public for as long as I can, um, because I do want to be there for people who may be struggling (laughs) while they're reading book. Um, but you know, I know that that might not be, you know, I could end up getting hate because of some of the stuff I do, um, highlight in my books. So, uh, but for now, those are open, uh, so they can contact me that way. I am pretty open with any forms of contact, uh, Facebook, Twitter, I also have a Facebook readers group. So if you do, um, get around to reading my books, um, you can, it's linked to my Facebook page and you can just request, um, entry into that. And that's a place and environment where, you know, readers of the book can like discuss what they've been reading, what they think is gonna happen, things of that nature. Um, so yeah, I think I have most of my, oh, I also have TikTok, but I don't do a whole <laughs> people off on TikTok because I like get into religious conversations. <laughs> Yeah, but my TikTok is also Ella Marker Books. Um, and then I make Spotify playlists for all of my books as well, um, which I usually do. I do a blog post. I do blogs. Uh, so that is updated every Tuesday. Um, and then after Born and Sickness is released, I'll probably do a blog post that has a playlist with all of the songs that kind of inspired each chapter. And I usually talk a little bit about like why that song and why does it, why do I feel like it fits that chapter? Um, I did that with Cool for the Summer, so you can find that. Playlists as well um so yeah those are all the ways that you can contact me i think (laughs) i mean carrier pigeon's fine um (laughs) if that works for you i love owls i'll definitely keep it (laughs) forever (laughs) what whatever way a seance i probably won't answer so try the ouija board (laughs) whatever way (laughs) you want to contact me feel free (laughs)
0: Yeah, me rolling. I love it. I absolutely love it. Guys, go out and pick up Lena's books. Learn something for yourself instead of following all the things that uh, was predestined to teach you. Because there's a lot out there in the world that we don't know because it was hidden from us. There were so many truths hidden from us as children. And we're finding that out as adults. And a lot of it was because there was this square box that we were all supposed to be pushed into we weren't allowed to explore our self identities as children and i know i taught my child both of my children to explore who they are as individuals i allowed them to grow as individuals and we're living in a society in a world today right now where we're allowed to grow explore educate ourselves any way we want to. We do not have to live in a square box. And Lena's books are teaching you some of the things that people have been through, lived through, and continue to go through right now. It's bringing the conversations that nobody wants to talk about into a book in a way that you could read about as well as educate yourself on some things that you did not know about before. So make sure you follow Lena. Lena, thank you so much for being on today. It has been a pleasure. It has been very educational because <laughs> now I am going to find the Book of Thomas, the yes. Dead Sea Scrolls. I am doing my research, honey. Book I will Thomas, be. Yep. I am going to be busy this week, and I'm pre-ordering I also the book.
1: Looking for the Book of Judas. Uh, I talk about that, in, I think it's the fourth book of the Take Me to Church series. But the Book of Judas is also an interesting one um it like basically talks about how Jesus and Judas are good friends and Judas was his most trusted um follower and apostle or whatever and um it, it really outlines and in there they make a deal that Judas would give uh Jesus up to the Romans um and it's just it's very interesting like there's so many things in the bible that i just feel like most people don't know and, yeah, it yeah. definitely uh, tackles a lot of those. And I'm probably going to start on my blog uh, very soon, like going further into detail that as like, because, you know, it's, just, it's a conversation between two people in the book. So I feel like I didn't always include as much detail as it could have been. So I might like start doing that as, you know, featured blog post um, that, you know, gives way more explanation than what Harlan is able to give Luca uh, yeah. in the book. But yeah, and it is a romance novel at heart. There is um, steamy scenes. There is, uh, the whole thing is revolved around a romance between two boys. So I definitely want to make that clear in case people are like, oh, this is a cute young adult book or what. No, it's not. (laughs) It's (laughs) real and raw in every way possible. So Mm -hmm. um, it is a romance series at heart um, and it it follows uh, about a little over a year of two boys who are just trying to love each other in the South.
0: Yeah, we can have conversations forever. There's so many things that I still need to learn. I go every morning, I do my devotions every morning. I read different parts of the Bible so that I can educate myself and learn more every single day. These are definitely two two more things that I need to learn and do my research on. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for being here with us today and the things that you're bringing um, out into the world through your books. We will see you over on the author's porch come May. I'm super excited because we're going to talk about your new book, with no spoilers no spoilers we don't do spoilers so if you're looking to find out about the book you're going to have to pre-order it yourself <laughs> so, so <Pre-order>. hey on <laughs> the copy is available
1: on the 23rd you'll be able to, to, to print that and you can have this beautiful lovely thing in your hands without the the stupid proof copy there. yeah yeah Or, you know, you can keep it on your Kindle and take it with you wherever you want to go, or you can get both. I would recommend getting both.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so, Lena, thank you so much again. And, guys, we're going to see you next week here on Sister Sister Live Show. Thanks for joining us today, and we will see you next week. Bye, Lena. Bye. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Thanks.